Hey guys, this is Table Talks with the Taris, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm Ash. I'm MJ. Today we talk about our word of the year, what that's all about, and why we have a word of the year. And I think uh, just overlaying that with where we're at in this time of year for our word of the year <laughs> and just how ironic it is. So yeah, I think what else do we talk about here? Closeness versus togetherness. Yeah. And just how a move reveals the differences between the two. Yeah. You were close to something or you were together with someone or you actually close to someone. So stay tuned to this upcoming episode. <laughs> Closeness versus togetherness. But until then, hope you enjoy this episode of our word of the year. babe so today we want to talk about the concept of the word of the year and for us as a family this is something that we aim to have and talk about it as if we've been doing it for decades but we have this word that we want to focus on as our word of the year and before we dive into like what our word this year has been no you know it being july more than halfway through the year just wanted to we just talk again with you like why do we have it and what what has it been in the past mm-hmm. i think one of the reasons why we've started doing it was to just have a vision for our family i think especially when we became parents i guess we've been doing this probably since we became parents probably yeah. since 2020 i would say yep and when you're in the thick of parenting small children who need you for everything at first and you know gradually they gain independence but still you know at the season that we're in for a lot of things yeah you're in it and it's hard to really have a vision in the thick of it you know you're just like survival mode sometimes and so I think for us it has really been a way for us to Mm -hmm. just have a sense of vision for what are we running after as a family and and you know when we're planning for the upcoming year what do we what do we believe that God is wanting us to focus on? Yeah. I really like that too because I think I th- I've really been intrigued by and have attached myself to this concept of rather than living as individuals mm-hmm. under one roof, we're like on mission as a team. And again, the this is totally stolen from what I was like listening to and re- reading and learning about when we were expecting Evie about just how with this concept of a family team that you live like multi-generationally or intergenerationally as a family team that's on mission. And I really gravitated towards that and was really intrigued by that idea because it pushes back against that notion of I'm responsible for you until a certain age and then you're on your own and you know, that's only, that's the extent of my responsibility as a parent. And this concept of multi-generational or multi-family teams, or wait, it's multi-generational teams, mm-hmm. really pushes back against that hyper-individualistic notion. And so it helps carry over some of the things that I was used to growing up being raised in a Filipino family, but in Austria. And so there were already these push and pulls of westernized individualism in Mm -hmm. austria Mm -hmm. versus this 
very family centric approach to living uh, that was very common in the Philippines and a lot of like Asian culture in general. Mm -hmm. And so I think being able to bring those two things together, living in the U.S., but having that upbringing of being Filipino um, or raised by Filipino parents is the backdrop for why I like the idea of this word of the year because it allows us to go towards something Mm -hmm. rather than being a parent that says don't do this don't do that don't be you know saying this don't be saying that behave this you know don't behave that way like it's a bunch of don'ts yeah and whereas with this idea of the word of the year that i've really liked for maybe even slightly different reasons it's been that we can focus you and i as modeling this for our kids can be united in what we are striving for as their parents and hopefully instill in them that we like we are all working towards this thing Mm -hmm. and we've had it be different things through the years i think the last year what was the word was we had a the word conduit as one word where we can be like the vessel that brings about the blessing Mm -hmm. uh, to others. And so um, ironically, or maybe not so you, we picked this out intentionally and the word of the year for this year was planted. Mm -hmm. So tell me why we picked that and how we've experienced that so far. I think what's ironic is you have picked, I think every single one of our, words of the year for the past three years yeah (laughs) um but i think when you were originally talking to me about this being our word it was under the knowledge that we were going to be uprooting our lives you know and everything that we knew up to that point and moving to a new place in the future and so i think it's been just a good reminder, especially in this season where we were, <laughs> it did feel like we were uprooted, um, that God is still God, no matter where we are, mm-hmm. you know, and his people are still his people, no matter where we are. And it was interesting because we visited a church this past Sunday yeah. and it feels so different from what we're used to, <laughs> you know, you almost are like, nothing's going to be as good. Right. As like, like, I don't want to like it. Yeah. And, and yet I think there was just this overwhelming sense of like, it's just, he's the same God here, yeah. you know, and his people are here too. And it kind of just gives you a reminder that your little place of home isn't the only place. <laughs> like God is everywhere, you know, he's around the world and there are other people and different cultures and living different lives and still doing amazing things for God. Like his work can maybe look so different in certain places, but it's still ongoing, you know, it's always ongoing. And so I think it's, it's just been interesting being here now that we have been uprooted (laughs) and we are trying to really take on this this concept of like where where are we planted is it in our things is it in our location is it in our you know the these physical things that can be uprooted you know physical things that end up just being moth and rust you know or trash eventually someday like Mm -hmm. you know where are we putting our roots you know like what is it that makes our home a home 
you know, is it location? Is it the things inside it? Is it our neighbors, you know? And, and yes, I think it's, it's all of those things, but it's not only those things. And, um, you know, I think we say this all the time, like, as long as I have you, as long as we have Mm -hmm. the kids, like, I don't care where I am, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm home. And I think, um, in a similar way now that we are in a different home, (laughs) right? you know, God is still God and he is still the one who holds us, carries us, guides us, you know? And so, yeah, it looks different. And yeah, we are going to have to build what we had there one brick at a time. And that takes a long time and a lot of work, but he's, he hasn't, he is unchanged in the midst of a massive change that we are experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's been a test of where we have planted ourselves or planted our identity in. And just over the last several weeks, and having some of the things that were the fallback of what brought us comfort mm-hmm. have literally changed, right? Yeah. So security, yeah. identity, yeah. I mean, yeah. you've seen me hem and haw this entire week about how far away things are mm-hmm. and how I like miss being able to just go to the downtown Y and it'd be less than 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And naturally living in a city, things are nothing's just 10 minutes away anymore Mm -hmm. and for me just being somebody who's very routine like having to change those things and then finding what the new normal is I think realizing that the routine itself is not a good enough foundation because that can change because it has changed Mm -hmm. and so just relying on like God's just gently peeling away some of these things these fallbacks these comforts and um, you know, others might call it idols. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they are, I think they are idols and I think the Lord does reveal that in a gracious way. Yeah. You know, this is something I'm putting my trust in that I'm considering it the source, but it's an offshoot of it mm-hmm. and God is the source, you know? And so, and I think it's not bad sometimes to put trust in those things or, you know, say like a relationship, for example. Yeah. But when you see that as the source of where your trust is, mm-hmm. then then I think that's where the problem comes because we've kind of misplaced the priority. We're making the thing, the the created thing, the creator, you know? Yeah. So um, I found some verses to go with our word for planted. And it's funny because one of them was Psalm 1, 1 through 3. And that's kind of where we took Jude's name from, you know? Mm-hmm. And the imagery there... Um, but another one is Jeremiah seventeen seven through eight. Blessed is. Do you want to explain? Yeah, yeah. The his name. Yeah. <laughs> his actual name. You want to share? Well, like his his middle name means dweller by the brook. Yes. And so we referenced. Yeah, that was really taken from the imagery of Psalm one, where yeah. um, he is like a tree planted by streams of water yeah. that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all he does, he prospers. And that was really our, our hope for our son. Yeah. That's our prayer for Jude. Mm-hmm. And I even, it's, what's funny is that I even see <laughs> freaking washing machine, all our appliances sing to us. Um, what a musical home this is. <laughs> <laughs> I even see in Jude's personality, mm-hmm. 
Like when I was praying this over him before he was born, I saw what I envisioned for his personality was like a calm, steady mm-hmm. type of person. And I would say he really is. I mean, he's got a wild side because he's absolutely, you know, he's all boy, but he does have this like calm, steady kind of way about him that mm-hmm. I'm already seeing. But Jeremiah 17, seven through eight says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. And I think for us, for this year, this has kind of been my prayer for us that I do feel like, and especially in getting here, we saw some fire, we saw some some drought. Well, actually, it was the opposite. We saw a flood, but yeah. <laughs> I just, flood and water. Yeah, it just felt like I don't know. I felt like I was being pressed. You know, I yeah. also experienced loss in that too. So I just felt like I was being stretched to the breaking point, and I really desire, though, to be someone who, you know, when the heat comes, when the drought comes, that. It would be able to be said of me that, you know, I'm not anxious because I don't cease to bear fruit. You know, I really want that for my life. I want that for our family, for people Mm -hmm. to look on and be able to see a window into our suffering or trials or things that we go through and see a faith and a resiliency that is beautiful and desirable, you know, and reflective, honestly, of the Lord. Yeah. And how he's carrying us, he's sustaining us, he's providing for us. Do you, how do you relate to the word planted and the difference, you know, there's a difference between desired outcomes and actual actions. Yeah. And how closely do you feel like you're executing on the desire to feel like you are planted, if that makes sense? Yeah, I think maybe tied to that is a sense of belonging. Yeah. And... So it's really causing me to evaluate, where do I get my belonging from? Wow. You know, who do yeah. I belong to? You belong and, to me, babe. <laughs> and, you know, here I feel a sense of loneliness in some sense. Yeah. I mean, we're still settling in. So there's the excitement or the right. adventure of like new things, new right. places to explore. But eventually that gets you know, that dies down. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, well, who do I share this with? Like, who's our people to share this with, you know? And I am even thinking about, you know, like having little friends for Evie. Like, how do I help her make, (laughs) find little friends, you know, that she can get to know. And, um, she's also at the age now where she's like, dad, we have to make new friends. I I was like, man, my, my heart breaks for you, girl. I know. Because there is, there is that like excited nervousness that, she expresses so well as a child yeah that i i relate to mm-hmm. in how you've said that you know it's it's exciting right now but you've lost your in a lot of ways your belonging to the extent that you had a community yeah back in lunchburg even just familiarity of yeah. knowing you know like going to the gym your rhythms oh, you know going to certain me. grocery stores or you yeah. know the the whatever coffee places you go to right. if that's your thing or places you eat or right. you know all those Klein's things. dairy bar <laughs> it's evie's favorite yeah. but um you know you lose all that and so you do feel a sense of misplacement right like i just don't feel like i yeah belong 
you know yeah. like what do i do here and i and i'm the the one who doesn't know like you know i'm driving and people can tell like i'm not from around here you yeah. know because of the way i'm driving or and definitely my license or your plate. tags <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh or I'm going some, you know, I'm in the mall. Right. And like, you can tell I'm like looking for things, yep. like how to get about, not like I know what I'm doing, you know, just or little things so like that where you're like, wow. yeah, you're like, I know I stick yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Or you say this, you know, cities in the area and people are like, you're not from here. Yeah. That's not how you say that. That's you know? not how you pronounce it. Or street that. names or things like that. And so it's just, right. you have to learn the ropes and you have to... Yeah. And so for me, it's really been a sense of understanding that I belong to the Lord mm. and and your husband. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like in our family, right you know, and we have each other. And yeah. um, I think in this time, it's a sweet time for a family to be able to grow closer yeah. because we're all we have right now. Yeah. You know, I think anybody who has moved to a new place, as long as you have one person, it's like that relationship probably gets really strong because like that's all you got, you know. Right. And um, I think that I feel that way with our family. It's like a really sweet season for us to grow together as a family. I mm-hmm. even feel that way with Graham in some sense. Mm-hmm. Like we're all kind of relying on each other because mm-hmm. nobody knows how to, <laughs> you know, we're like learning mm-hmm. how to get around and where things are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, also just because like, somebody can be hearing this and be like, well, you guys are just that weird family that only wants to be um, in and among yourself. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I just want, like the distinction that I am making for us against that premise of, you know, we're just a family that I think of it's like all a, about a family. I think about like a homeschool family of like, <laughs> you're just all about. Well, you know, like just Sorry like think about your homeschoolers yeah. listening to this. No, just like think <laughs> about like the y- something comes to like a stereotype comes to mind, and it's like sure. that. And yeah. for me, family. yeah, for me, it's not, yeah, it's like I don't know any weird families. Yeah, you're the weird family. <laughs> I think it's more <laughs> so that you know we want to have our kids know that they are part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And they also, like, I want to be able to hopefully teach them that we are, we are called to participate in the restorative and redemptive work mm-hmm. in and around us. And so that starts in the home, right? And in being able to have rhythms and being able to have, like, order from chaos, even within the home itself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's for, from something as rudimentary as like tasks that we have as a family what we do on a day-to-day basis all the way to the extent of like we model that in here so that they can participate in helping bring that order to chaos in and around the workplace that they'll participate in in and around the friendships that they have with the schools that they're going to attend things like that and that that's like the distinction I want to make rather than be like, oh, you just want to be the whole weird kumbaya family that just sits <laughs> around in the campfire yeah. and doesn't invite anybody else in. And it's no, it's so much that we want, like I desire to build a strong family so that we can be well equipped to be participants in what God's having us do or what he wants us to take part in, in any of the very ordinary things 
outside the four walls of our home. Yeah. It's just funny because I hear that and I feel like I'm in a season where, I mean, so I, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. Yeah. But right now I feel like the kids are my entire life, like my morning to evening to like, and it's not that I don't want that but I don't have any other options yeah. right now. So, you know, it's not even that I'm like, oh, all about the family is literally like, no, like I do need to get away. I need some time for myself. Yeah. But like, I don't got no friends here. You know, I do. But like, you know what I mean? It's like, we well, know yeah, a right few now. people here. Right. But like, that's it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I need to be investing in relationships where I can get outside yeah. the walls of this house and go do things for myself. So it's funny because I hear that and I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm thinking the opposite. I'm like trying to put things in place so I can like get out. But that's what know? I mean. That's what I mean is that we, we want to put things in place and it yeah. starts in the home and yeah. like you can never get to a spot to be able to do that in relationships on the outside if there's still chaos at home. Right, right. Yeah, And absolutely. so I think... It's just ironic that like when I think of the word planted, yeah, obviously we had an idea that we were going to be here sometime yeah. this year, yeah. but just all of the st- steps that it took for us to get here alongside experiencing the loss of the relationships that you had. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I normally am hanging out with two other guys that mm-hmm. like we do Bible studies with. That's like, yeah. man, that's, you know, that's, yeah. yeah. And so it's, uh, it's definitely a journey of for me the the desired behavior is that like we want to be planted and we are now taken through this journey of or we are going through this journey of unplanting the things that yeah. we can't plant ourselves in yeah and that is not to then just go ahead and stop reinvesting in relationships community and people that we can surround ourselves with but it is just a reminder in the season that at the end of the day, like we have to be anchored to the thing that is immovable. Yeah. And, you know, I will anchor myself to God as he holds on to me mm-hmm. in the same way. Mm-hmm. And so it's just very, very evident right now because we have nothing else to yeah. really hold on to in this time, but each other. And the family that, you know, our, you know, by family, I mean like just Graham living with us. Yep. And then, you know, I, I think about the things that you said about the church we went to this past weekend mm-hmm. and having a shared belief with people around you was just so comforting mm-hmm. to know, like, you know, that part of the sermon where the pastor was calling all the kids up to the stage that were about to go to a summer camp Mm -hmm. and that he just spoke over them in a way that says you know in the culture that we're in you can be discouraged about the next generation but we see a lot of potential in these kids Mm -hmm. and we refuse to you know have them be i don't even know how he said it Mm -hmm. but like we want them to be part of again what i came what came to mind for me is these children we are going to set up so they can participate in the redemptive work of the gospel. Yeah. And man, you and I were just like in tears. Yeah. Just like that is hitting me differently as a dad. Yeah. Because I want to have that hopefulness and that, that like I want to have that desire for my children to set up 
the rhythms that we have as their parents in a way that, you know, gets them excited about participating in what God has in store for them Mm -hmm. in their future. Yeah. Yeah. I think to anyone who is feeling maybe what we're feeling, I would say there's a season of just embracing the awkwardness. Yeah. Like you just have to just, just fully embrace that like rhythms are going to be off. Right. What you're used to is going to be off. People you used to be able to hang out with, you're not going to be able to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Like all of it. Mm-hmm. Just embrace all of it. It's going to feel lonely at times. It's going to feel, you're going to feel out of place. Mm-hmm. And you just have to like get through that if you're going to get to the next stage, you know? Yeah. Like you got to get through that like sucky place and be like, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to embrace that I don't know anyone. I don't know what I'm doing here. And... Yeah. I'm just going to live day to day. I'm going to take opportunities to meet my neighbors. I'm going to take opportunities to meet people at the church that we're attending. I'm going to take opportunities and not just keep myself a victim to that place. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to be stuck here any longer than I need to be. And some of that's on me to take those steps to build those, you know, at least start the initiation of getting to know people and putting myself out there, you know? And and that's maybe easier or harder for certain people. Right. But at some point, you just got to embrace it if you're going to get through it. Yeah. Or else you're going to stay there for probably longer than you might want to. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I've just given myself to. Mm-hmm. It's like this season, probably for the next six months <laughs> or maybe even the first year here, you know, it's yeah. just going to not feel like maybe we belong, you know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we'll start to question, like, was this the right decision? You know, like these right. thoughts will come. Embrace it. Know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You should listen to this episode babe, when you feel this way I six know. months from now. I should. <laughs> yeah, I, I think about what your mom says. It's kind of like funny. What did she say? Like, boom, where your plans yeah. it. it That so much of that is your responsibility. Yeah. You cannot expect other people to, to do it for you. You've got to put forth the work. Right. You know? relationships are not just going to fall into your lap. You got to work at it. You know, opportunities are, I mean, sometimes they do. Sometimes the Lord is just like, here, here's an opportunity for you, but Mm -hmm. you got to take it too, you know? And so. Yeah. There's, there's a level, like some of the slice of the pie is your slice. Yes. I'm going to own that slice. You have to own the slice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thriving, I think, if you want a culture of thriving, you know, for your team, for your organization, for your home, for your neighborhood, whatever it is, it does not come from, well, there could be factors that come from outside of you Mm -hmm. that certainly help the situation. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that can be in place that make life easier in an organization. Yeah. You got a great boss. That's going to make it a lot easier. That doesn't mean that if you don't have a great boss, you still can't thrive. Right. Because a lot of it is contingent on, you know, your outlook, your attitude, how you decide to show up. Those are things you have to take responsibility for. And so that's kind of like where I am in this season of just like, if I'm going to be planted in a place that I don't, quite feel like I belong yet Mm -hmm. then you kind of gotta like act the part a little bit and so you become the part fake it till you make it yeah I think it's like fake it till you become it though Mm -hmm. you know so yeah where are we with how we view our plantedness I don't feel planted yet yeah (laughs) 
I feel deplanted. I feel like I. What is it called when you like oh man. pruned? No, there's a specific term for it. All my plant friends would like kill me right now. Where you like propagate? That's what it's called. I feel like I'm propagated. Like I was cut off from my plant. You sure it's propagated? Yeah, and then you put them in a little pot somewhere uh-huh. else so that they can start a new plant. Ah, uh, you know that's yeah. how I kind of feel. Like I'm like, yo, I was put up here on a shelf all by myself. <laughs> so you feel like a church plant? <laughs> a church <laughs> plant, I guess. I'm Maybe kidding. we were just multiplied. Boom. <laughs> Terminology. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. I, I do displaced. Same. Maybe that's a. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just like, man, here we are. I feel like I'm just living in an Airbnb. Yeah. With all my furniture, but it doesn't quite feel like home yet. I still feel very starstruck about living here. Yeah, I think it's definitely, there's definitely a honeymoon phase. There's a lot of bright and shiny things that we're like, ooh, Ooh. ah. And like (laughs) things for, I mean, truly for our kids. Yeah, a lot of things. Like if you're a family with kids, this place is awesome. Yeah. There's just so much to do. And we haven't even, you know, just in our little town, we've not even exhausted all of the options yeah. for them to look at and things like that and very outdoor things as well. Yeah. And so everything just seems really nice and shiny and bright mm-hmm. right now. And I mm-hmm. think once all of that starts becoming normal and fades, it really is just back to the things that you can't just quickly yeah. replicate or time. replace. It takes time. And so, yeah, I think I just wanted to talk through that because this is probably as close to the moment in our year this year where we feel not, yeah, the least planted. But at the same time, it makes me feel actually the most planted because it was easy for me to feel planted in familiarity Mm. and in a community that was well established. Mm Mm-hmm. It's only when you take that away yeah. that I really have to reckon with, am I really, like, what does being planted really mean? Dang. You know? So, so in a sense, I do feel, like, very displaced, very lonely. Yep. Like, there is this sense of, like, oh, it's also Re- shiny and it's yeah. new. Right. And, you know? But, like, there is a loss mm-hmm. of community and where I'm, like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. You know? Yeah. Kind of a thing. But... I do feel it like it is an opportunity for me to actually experience true plantedness in Christ, you know, yep. because I am forced to come to it's terms. It's not with easy. It. Yeah. You know what I for mean? Sure. And it's not comfortable. And for sure. so, so yeah, I do while, yeah. Yeah. And and that makes sense. I think, no, it does because it, it's, uh, it reveals the feeling of closeness yes. that you thought you had. I'm not saying this is the case for us, but just this idea that I think we should unpack in another episode mm-hmm. about this concept of the closeness versus togetherness. Have we talked about this already? I don't think we have. But yeah, yeah, but just this yeah. idea of like, okay, just like proximity doesn't mean intimacy. And that and intimacy in the sense that you know somebody, you understand right, who they are, you understand what they're togetherness coming from. Togetherness is yeah. not the same as closeness. And sometimes you can mistake one for the other yes and that like you are close because, because you, you are some. together exactly yeah but you take away the togetherness and that and reveals the true closeness yeah 
Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And so that's that's what I was hearing when you were explaining that, you know, in a way you feel like you are more aware of the plantedness that you do have in Christ. Yeah. When everything else from a togetherness standpoint mm-hmm. um shows that it's actually, you know, varying levels of closeness. Yeah. Yeah. So next episode we'll talk about that. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table. <laughs>